Welcome to the Montgomery Community Church Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope this message encourages you and inspires you to grow deeper in your faith. If you'd like to learn more about MCC, you can visit our website at mcc.church. We had an amazing time, and by this being Labor Day weekend, we figured why not share how much labor we performed. Um, But I want you to know that our young people did more for that community in three and a half days than they would have been able to do in two months. Give it up for your student ministry. And I want to take one liberty before I continue in this message today and say that that video you saw was done by an amazing ninth grader in our own ministry, little Miss Lana Carpenter. Our talents and skill sets and giftings and anointings are right here at MCC, and we're raising a generation that will be able to do what we do right now in the future. So God is faithful. So listen, as I was preparing this message, I was thinking of something, Rob, and what I was thinking about was that I saw something that I never really focused on before, okay? And what that was was simply this. In verse 19... In the second part, it says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, for a little context, uh, this text was written when uh, Judah was experiencing um, um, exile at the hands of the Babylonians. And the prophet Isaiah had to remind them of what God had done in the past. You know, a little thing like delivering them out of Egypt, you know. Small thing like guiding them by day with a pillar of cloud. And then by night, you know, with a pillar of fire and then manna from heaven just raining down. Just a few little things like nothing big, you know, but he had to remind them, right? That was sarcasm, guys. Okay? But, but he's raining manna down and, and the prophet has to remind them of all that God had done before. Right? But at the same time, he discouraged them not to get stuck. In the past. And he also encouraged them to look forward with expectation. Don't forget that. Look, he looked, he told he told them to look forward with expectation about what God was going to do moving forward. So basically they'd forgotten. They'd forgotten everything God had done for them. So when they got angry, they just got stuck there. It was like, you know, things were hard, they were stuck there. But anybody here ever forgot in that moment of frustration what God had done for you before? He delivered you before. He'd healed mom before. He'd, he'd done these things in your life before. He'd made a way before. He fixed the issues on your job before because you prayed. Here's what I saw, Rob. This is what I saw. See, I focused on the new thing. And Brett, like most people that read the Bible and are, are students of, 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 of the Bible, you see those things. And when you first read that, Betsy, you go, okay, what's this new thing? But I totally missed The reality that this was a wilderness blessing and a wilderness promise. Stay with me. We're going somewhere. Okay? Meaning they had to be in the wilderness, Craig, to get it. Yeah, yeah. See, see, that's that's a little tough. But the text says, I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So in order to get these things that God had promised, 
And some of you in your life, there are some things that God has promised you. You just may have to go into the wilderness to receive them. You just may have to experience some struggle for you to receive them. But no matter what it is, don't forget the promise. Uh-huh. And the commitment that it takes. See, a lot of times we get caught up in ourselves and we can't even really give an, an, a full or a, 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 a clear explanation of why we may be so low at some point in our life. But no matter what it is, we can't forget the promise. What promise you say? I'm glad you asked. You guys know I like good questions. Jesus says, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And in the text today, his promise is that I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So when you find yourself in a hard place, a place of frustration and you're filled with anxiety, he's there. When you find yourself in a dry place and it seems famine-like to you, Jim, uh, he's there. But you have to remember that this is all a part of his plan. For your dry season, for your barren season, for your wilderness season. And some of your wilderness season has been the COVID season. Yeah, I said the C word. But watch this. Because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed them for myself. They shall show forth my praise. When I give you water in a dry place, when I do for you what only I can do for you, this is what God is saying. The people that I love, the people that I've chosen, the people that I've, I've formed for me, you will praise me. Doesn't seem pretty, uh, really profound, right? Doesn't seem profound, but you'll praise me in the wilderness. See, that's where all this is happening. See, sometimes we get just angry. We get frustrated and we want answers. We'll call the church or we'll go see a therapist and we'll just, we, 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 we may do all these other things we call family, but then we forget to pray. Or then when we pray, we don't pause and spend as much time waiting to listen, cat, as we do praying. And guess what? When prayer with God is a two-way conversation, but once you pray, you have to sit and be still and make sure you're listening for the instructions. He will respond. But you have to give him time to respond. Look around, MCC. God is doing a new thing in us, around us. Do you not see it? Huh? And if you see it, will you embrace it? Will you support it? Or will you continue to reflect on and live according to the former things. Continue to dwell on the old things. Ask your neighbor why you keep bringing up old stuff. See, sometimes we get stuck in the old and we can't see what's in front of us. Sometimes we get stuck with how it used to be and we can't see what's in front of us. Have you ever wondered why God spared MCC? There were churches larger than us, with more money than us, that closed their doors during the pandemic these past three plus years, and they will not open again. And while I love Steve and the entire uh, uh, finance team here at MCC, it wasn't only because of their good planning. It was because God still had purpose for us. That's my rewind sound. Let me say that again. 
it's because God still had purpose for us. So we can't be so flighty in our thinking and our intellectual Christianity position and say we planned well. Because while we are to be good stewards, God has purpose for us. So there's a reason that God spared MCC. So we have to make sure we align with that reason. God is up to something new. He's doing something new. He's doing it in you. He's doing it around you. He's doing it for you. And guess what? He even used COVID to do part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Sit right there. This is how he did it. Say, what do you mean, Pastor DJ? God used COVID to expose the fake from the pulpit to the door, from the White House to your house. Uh Uh-huh. He exposed the real Christians from the knockoffs. You know those people that went to church with you every Sunday and they were always talking about Jesus and COVID hit and they all freaked out? When everything we read in the Bible talks about famine, it talks about struggle, it talks about persecution, it talks about people that persevered and then as soon as we experience something that we say we believe, everybody goes stone crazy. Can you imagine what God was saying? And you say you're my follower? You say you believe what I said. You say that you are a representative of me, excuse me, of me and the earth. No more having a form of godliness but denying the power. How can we read about the Holy Spirit and then quench his power? How can we say that we believe that God is, was, and shall be, and that he is the author and finisher of our faith, and that we live, move, and have our being because of him, and then if he shows up, we say, okay, just sit over in the corner for a little bit, Jesus, while we finish this part of the service. No more saying that we're Christians and living like devils. New thing. And he exposed all of that stuff, guess what, so he could clear the runway, I saw, I, saw, I saw a story on Instagram where some people came in and robbed the church. The guy, they came in, they said, listen, they pulled a gun. They said, everybody who wants to leave here and denounce Jesus, you're free to go. 90% of the church ran out, Joshua. And when the other 10% were still there, the guy put away the water gun and said, now we can have church because the believers are in the house. So... So what new thing is God doing? God desires to do new moves and and he has new methods for the church. We must understand that if we're expecting God to do something new, something different, to to see future generations transformed by the gospel, to be a more diverse community, if we expect to see those things, then we have to continually change our posture until we are where he wants us to be. And then we have to take courage because the Bible declares that he's already made a way. We have to speak new things while we're in our wilderness or our our, our crazy experience. We have to speak to to the administrators that they're going to get all our paperwork right with our private practice. And then watch it happen. We have to speak to the idea that uh, uh, our children will be safe when they go to school. We have to speak those things with an expectation. We have to say, Lord, we desire, we will reach more people with the word this year. Lord, we will see more young families with children connected to MCC this year. Lord, we will be more diverse. Notice how we said, I said will, not that we want to be. But you have to say it with confidence and with expectation and watch the Lord work. 
So I dare you starting a day that when you get into your hard place or your dry place or the place where you feel abandoned or you, you feel depressed or, or confused or you feel like you're in your wilderness place, don't look for a worshiper to encourage you. Don't look for a man of God to come or a woman of God to come and say the things you think you need to hear. You need to be that. Just be. Who did the tribe of Judah produce? Come on, Bible study people. Judah produced the worshipers. Before every battle, they sent the worshipers. The worshipers didn't have weapons. They had instruments, and they had their voices, and they had a strong belief in God. So guess what? When you struggle in worship, you can worship in your house, in your office, in your car, riding down the street. You can worship in Kroger. You don't always have to be singing and smiling and talking. You can worship inside because it starts in here as a man thinketh in his heart. <laughs> so if you believe you are a worshiper, you are a worshiper. And when things are struggling and you can't understand and your kids seem like they just lost every last brain cell. Or that one crazy uncle just always show up at the wrong time. He's always had a little bit too much, you know, libations. Be the prophet in your home, Richard. Man, you're the priest of your home. The prophet was the person that spoke for God. In your house, you speak for the Lord. In your house, you speak the word. So that means speak the word of God over your family, over your life, over your marriage, over your children, over everything concerning you. You be the prophet. You must be in your home. And work the principles of the word. It's in you for such a time as this. New roads, new rivers. God has already made both for us, we, but we've got to see them. We've got to see them. And don't get weary while you're in the wilderness. Don't get weary because the therapists don't seem to have an answer. Don't get weary because you don't seem to be able to figure it out because your, God, your, your, your job gave you an ultimatum, but you believe God to do something better for you. Be still and know that he is God. So stand firm on what you believe and say, God, it's for you that, that I live and I move and I have my being, so I'm going to trust you. When it's darkest outside, I'm going to trust you. When I can't see in front of me, I'm going to trust you. And I want to encourage you that your wilderness doesn't mean you've been abandoned. Your wilderness simply may mean that there's a lesson for you to learn. Ask the children of Israel. We'll back up. They, the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, all because of the words of a few knuckleheads. They sent the spies over. The spies came back and they gave a report that was not favorable. After God had already told them that they will possess the land, they said, we look like grasshoppers in their sight. So because of a few, God let an entire generation die while they wandered for 40 years. And you say, well, how is that good, Pastor DJ? Well, they never had to change their shoes. The leather on their shoes never wore out. Go back and read that text. Mary Ann's nodding her head. Yep, that means I got it right. So listen, go back and read that. The Bible says he loved them so that the leather on their shoes never wore out. Parents, wouldn't you love to never have to buy new shoes for your kids? 40 years? Yeah, buddy. Christian jumped two and a half shoe sizes about a month ago. How does that happen? But for God to love us so much that he would care for us even in the midst of our wilderness. But we got to do our part. We have to be participatory in what God is doing in our lives. It's not just God do this and you sit and you, you hang out. 
okay? Uh, uh, um, the, the, one of my favorite scriptures is, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. But I understood that in a different way, Jim, because what happened was when, when the Holy Spirit showed that thing to me, he showed it to me differently because oftentimes when people say they that wait, that just means you're just kind of hanging around waiting on God. But no, this wait here is the wait of a servant. This wait here is like that of the maitre d' that puts a napkin over his arm and says, how can I help you? You serve <laughs> while you wait on the Lord. You serve while God is preparing his response for your prayers and the way you've lived and put your things before him. New roads, new rivers. Many have experienced wilderness from the pandemic or wilderness from uh, broken relationships with their families or with their children or struggles in their marriage or even on their job. Depression, anxiety, those have been wildernesses for some people. But the problem is that too many people have allowed their wilderness, Jeff, to separate them from fellowship with God. Not relationship, but fellowship. People wonder sometimes, why don't I feel God? It's because this is God. And as long as I'm here, I'm in his strength. But when I move over here, God's still the same. He's still in the same place, but because I moved, I'm no, under, I'm no longer under his protection, and I'm no longer able to participate in his grace, but then I have to always come back, and when I come back, I understand that this is where I want to be, and in order to, do, to see a new thing and participate in a new thing, you have to not only want it and be in the right place, you have to see God. How can I see God, Pastor DJ? You can see God every day and your neighbor smile. You can see God every day in the breath you took. You can see God right now in the act that you woke up and you're here able to see me with your eyes. I mean, if you walked in that door, I mean, if you drove yourselves here, you see God in every experience and every life moment he allows us to have and every breath we take, we see God <laughs> because in the beginning, before there was man walking around, God breathed into him, right? So we see God even in that breath. You see God in the smile of your neighbor, in the gratitude that you show one another and how we participate in community together. I'll ask you this. What new thing is God doing in your life? And if you say nothing, perhaps is it because you're not looking? Perhaps is it because you're not paying attention? Are you not perceiving it or are you just so upset that God changed it <laughs> that you only want to go back to what was? Ask yourself, why is God trying to move you to a new place? Why is God trying to get you into this new frame of thinking? Will you participate in the new thing or will you just watch it pass by? The gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't care about where you've been. It cares about where you're going. Philippians 3 and 13 says, forgetting what is behind and straining. Straining means pushing hard. Straining means trying hard. Straining means giving your energy and your might and your power to it so that you can make it happen no matter what. Anybody over here ready for new roads? Anybody over here ready for new rivers? Well, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. And if you're ready and you, or you're not sure if you're ready, let me tell you what has to happen in order for you to truly be ready. You have to be willing. This isn't something you just tag along for. You have to be willing and you have to participate in this. You, you must be obedient and you must get in position. I'm ready. So as the kids would say, let's go. 
because I'm ready. But the transformative truth or the big idea for you today is hanging on to the old will keep you from seeing and experiencing the new. Let me say that again. Hanging on to the old will keep you from seeing and experiencing the new. Don't forget how he delivered you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying forget what he did before, but what I'm saying is if you stay there, you can't move forward. If you stay stuck there, you can't move forward. Remember what he did because that will increase your faith for the future. Remember when he showed up when things were, were, were challenging, when you, you, were, you were, were down to the point where you didn't know where you would go. Remember that God is the one that pulled you out. He may have sent a person to you, but he's the one that pulled you out. When you can't see your way out, remember that he'll make a way. Pray with me. Father, we honor you today and we thank you for in spite of all things, this is the day that you've made. And we choose to rejoice and be glad in it, Father. We thank you so much, Father, for letting us down in the treasures of your word and the mysteries of your word, Father, and giving us a clearer vision and a clearer view of the new roads and new rivers that you're preparing for us, for us to walk down and for us to wade through, Father. Help us to see clearer. Help us to be better. Help us to yield and give you everything that you need from us. We love you, Father, and we honor you. Help us to remember we may be the only Jesus some people may ever see. So help us to be the best reflection of you. Help us to be the best representative of you that we can be, Father. Help us to treat people well and love people well, just like you would do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can stay connected throughout the week by following Montgomery Community Church on Facebook and Instagram. For more information about MCC, visit our website at mcc.church.